Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. I am just completely thrilled to have my friend Hayden Humphrey on the show today. Um, Hayden, welcome. Hi, Kaylin. Thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. (laughs) It's been over a month in the making. Really, let's be real. It's probably been years in the making at this point. Um, And now, yeah, now here we are. Um, So this, so Hayden is one of my coaching friends, um, but I want to just go back uh, to share the story of how we met because it's just, um, it's so serendipitous and it's actually a great desire story, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think I had just like both Hayden and I both worked at LinkedIn and I had just, I think left my job at LinkedIn and I was coaching entrepreneurs and, you know, I had some sort of an Instagram presence at the time. Although I wasn't that thrilled about Instagram. I was like, I guess I'll do this. It was very compensatory. Like I felt like I should, you know, and for whatever reason, Hayden, somehow, I think we found each other via like a LinkedIn hashtag because we were both LinkedIn alums. Is that what happened? I was doing, so I had just left my full-time job at LinkedIn and I was doing research on people who are involved in the personal development space. And I came across your Instagram profile somehow. And I was like, oh, Kaylin. I was like, oh, she's followed by a couple of people that I follow. And so I followed you and I was going to message you like I was planning on it. And then you messaged me first and I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. I was like, who's this chump? (laughs) And then, you know, we have some, and then we have some conversations. Next thing you know. Hayden is signing up for the coach training program that I was involved Mm -hmm. in and training coaches with. And um, so it's sort of just been this beautiful path of like, we were just meant to somehow cross paths. If it wasn't going to be Instagram, I totally trust it would have been some other way. Um, And so just to let everybody in, um, you know, on who Hayden in is the, who Hayden is in the world, um, he is an uplifter, he is a coach, and he is a creative entrepreneur. And for me, who you are, Hayden, is um, you are just reinvention and a breath of fresh air, like everywhere you go. And I just so trust that any space that I'm in with you, I just know that you're always going to bring a fresh conversation. Like I can just so rely on you for that. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm excited to like, we were just talking before this, I was like, I don't even know what's going to come out of this episode. Like sometimes when I record, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm so clear. I'm like, oh, I have all these desires. And with you, I'm just like, 
I think we're just going to have an interesting conversation um, about desire and, and um, the masculine and the divine masculine and sexuality. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I know a lot of your work is around like scripts, you know, and mm-hmm. sort of breaking mm-hmm. free from that. So yeah. I'm just so surrendered here and can't wait to see what's going to come out. Yeah. How about that, man? Makes a magic. Um, well, so let's start, um, let's start with desire. Tell me about, cause I know you and I, even just in the last month or so, uh, you and I have been in some conversations about desire and you're, you're sort of learning some things I think is from what, from what I can tell. So I'd love to hear just like land us in your relationship with desire and where you are with it. Most definitely. Yeah. So, you know, I think it is a relatively new one. I think the thing that I know about myself is that I spent a lot of my life uh, doing what other people wanted me to do, like actually negating and inhibiting my desire in service, mm-hmm. quote unquote, in service of others. Right. So a script yeah. that I had for a long time was like, well, if I'm just nice to everyone and stay out of the way and work really hard, then I'll get what I want. And believe it or not, that doesn't, that doesn't actually work uh, <laughs> in, in getting what you want. Uh, and it's made especially clear, you know, when you own a business and like when you're an entrepreneur, um, because the results that you're looking for, the clients that you want to generate, the money that you want to create, the results that you want to have don't come about if you're not willing to be unabashed in your desire and, you know, what you want to create. And so especially, you know, over the last four years that I've been working for myself, that I've been doing this interpersonal work, that I've been doing therapeutic work, um, you know, working with. Uh, therapists, working with healers, working with plant medicine, um, really starting to more fully understand my relationship with desire and how much I've put it on the back burner and how much I don't want to do that anymore. Um, Because, you know, you know better than most people, like a life truly lived in desire is one that's worth living. Like that's what makes life exciting. That's what makes life sexy. That's what makes life attractive is when you're super in touch with the things that you want and you're willing to ask for it. You're willing to be a demand for it. You're willing to be a, a, a stand for it. And so it's really only been, I'd say maybe in the last like year and a half to year or so um, mm-hmm. that I've really started to own that. Um, and for me, my comfort zone is my business. Like my comfort zone is mm-hmm. the professional conversation. So that's where it started, right? Is like, oh, yeah. well, I could I could do this in my coaching business and I could have that and I could, uh, you know, work with people in this way and I don't have to do it in the way, you know, that I was trained to. Um, and then, you know, more recently, it's looking at inside of relationships, inside of romantic relationships, inside of my friendships. You know, how do I own my desires inside of my relationships with other people? How do I ask for the time and space that I need? Um, sexually, how do I ask for Mm -hmm. what I want, what turns me on, um, you know, what I get excited about and like being willing to own that being willing to have the courageous conversation, being willing to not know exactly how it's going to go, um, is really confronting. It's really scary. I think that's why most people, you know, don't end up doing it. Um, but for me, it's been like really, really liberating. And so I've realized a lot of stuff about myself, um, in, in the last six months, you know, I've realized how much I have, um, sort of repressed or put down my more masculine energy. Um, Mm -hmm. like wanting to take control, wanting to lead, wanting to be powerful. Um, 
yeah. and ask for uh, what I want. Owning that, being willing to own that um, is all mm-hmm. very, very, uh, all very new for me. Yes. Well, I, I love that you're saying all this, you know, um, the thing that it has me, that it just reminds me of is like how we live in a world that, um, has made the masculine wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. in so many ways, right. There are so many movements that are literally opposing the masculine and right. And, and so, it's, you know, you've grown up, um, you know, many men, most men have grown up in a world where it's like the masculine has been made wrong. And, and so there are a lot of different reactions that you can have to that. And one of those reactions is like, oh, I'll just suppress my masculinity because it's not actually safe Mm -hmm. to bring Mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. You know, people will be uh, harmed. People will be hurt. Um, people aren't going to like me. This is dangerous. I'm dangerous. Like that is like, that's a story that you, you know, start to internalize and, um, like starting to break out of that. Like you mentioned earlier, these scripts, like one of the big scripts for me has been people pleasing. So I'm like the nice guy, I'm like the the poster boy for, you know, nice Mm -hmm. guyness. And and a part of that is like not being direct. It's not being powerful. It's like suppressing my masculinity, suppressing my power, suppressing my leadership, um, quote unquote, in service of other people. Um, But one of the things that's been really powerful for me is realizing that like everything that I do is always from a, uh, always from a place of love. The intention mm. is never to harm. The intention is never to do damage. The intention is never to uh, hurt or traumatize. Like the intention is always loving. And that was a really big realization for me. Like if I can just trust that everything that I'm doing is coming from a place of love, it actually allows me a lot more space um, and runway uh, to be more direct and to practice being yeah. direct, practice being powerful. Oh my gosh. Well, and you just, I mean, you are that in the world, you know, um, Mm. (laughs) you create such a space for that. And, and, you know, and I'll say like, even in our, you know, our friendship, right. I just to let my listeners in, like, I, I said something to Hayden, you know, um, a number of weeks ago. Right. And it, I didn't really bring that much like context, you know, it's just sort of like, and it totally came from a place of love. Right. But I'm practicing just being bold and telling the people in my life what I see. Right. And, and it, it landed in a weird way and I could see how that happened. Right. And then the thing that I'm, that was so amazing, right. Is that we were able to just have a back and forth and like come to a place of like, Oh, really seeing each other, you know? And, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's so important to, to trust that, okay, if I'm just coming from love, then I could say anything. And, and actually there's a way to clean up any mess that I create if I'm coming from that place. Bingo. And that's what relationship is. That was a big thing too. Like a big realization for me and something that I'm currently working through is like, just because it's super positive, like a relationship isn't only the positive, which is what I thought for a long time. Cause that was my <laughs> conception of myself, right? Like a relationship, like a truly intimate, grounded, connected relationship. You can, you can bring those parts uh, of what you see. You can bring those parts of yourself. You can get messy. Um, you know, you can be bolder. Um, and so I, 
mm-hmm. appreciate, I really appreciated you bringing that. Um, right. And it was an opportunity for me too, to also bring my truth. Like, Hey, right. this is how this landed for me. This is what came up right. for me. Um, and then we get to have a conversation about it. Whereas normally I would just kind of be like, okay, well, you know, Kayla's well, right. So, you know, I'm going to leave. Said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm like, I'm over that. I'm over that shit. Yeah. And well, and it's just so, it is so refreshing, you know, because I, I feel like the more I do this work, it's like, I'm just surrounded by people like you, you know, who are going to tell it straight and who are going to be willing to like say their truth. And it's like, oh, that is so much better (laughs) than, you know, the people pleasing that you talk about. I so relate to that. Like that was me too. And I mean, there's still places where I'm working through that if we're being honest. Yep. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, to just let my listeners in, I think one of, in addition to what I said at the beginning of the, the show, I think, you know, one of the um, other main reasons that I am just like delighted to be in this conversation with Hayden um, is that I think, I don't think there are enough men in the world having really open conversations that are about being in process with their masculine and with their sexuality mm-hmm. and with their desire, mm-hmm. you know, and I, um, and I'm such a stand for that, you know, to just like, to just yeah. share right where you are. Um, totally. so yeah, I, I think love- there's a lot of, um, men that are wounded uh, and it just continues to get passed down. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I, and, and it's especially just like with the way that things are currently structured, it's can almost be dangerous to be in the conversation. There are certain situations where it's dangerous to um, start to address and look at like, how do I relate to myself as a man? You know, how do I relate to women as a man? How do I relate to the feminine? How do I relate to sex? Like, how do I relate to all of these pieces? Um, And so it's easier to just harden. Mm -hmm. It's easier to just like protect yourself, guard yourself, continue to add layer after layer after layer after layer of armor. But none of it's true. That None of that is an integrity. None of that is authentic. None of that is, none of that is real. Um, And the, the, the wound that's at the core is still there, um, not being addressed. And, you know, unfortunately when you're walking around with that much armor, you're walking around with that much protection, you're a lot of times continuing to do damage with the people that you come into contact with versus being in the messy, vulnerable, scary conversation. Um, and you know, not only is it, uh, yes, you know, there's, there's a, there's a conversation to be had around leadership and leading the way and, inviting people into this conversation, but also just like doing it for you. Like every time that I have one of these conversations, like I'm healed. I am healed through these conversations. I am healed through sharing more about myself. I am healed through, uh, you know, sharing vulnerably and, and being willing to, to own parts of myself that, um, that I, that I haven't before. So I don't really see any other way forward except to like continue doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, listen, we always have choice, but it's sort of like the other option is just, um, staying in your comfort zone and like not telling the truth. Once you learn to tell the truth, like really tell the truth. Um, it's, I, I found you can't really go back liberating it's real it's it is i've had a couple um uh psychedelic experiences uh with mushrooms 
And one of the things that I am, that I've experienced with mushrooms is mushrooms make it very clear the parts of yourself that aren't real <laughs> and shows it to you in a very confronting, um, but really incredibly, you know, powerful way. And so I just continue to come back to this idea that like, it, the most powerful thing that you can be is authentic. The most powerful thing that you can be is an integrity. Um, you know, you talk about divine masculine, like that's something that I'm working on. Uh, it, not something that, that I, that I didn't, I didn't know that growing up. It really wasn't yeah. until I started to do my own work, uh, you know, in the last, you know, three to four years that I started to understand how important of a component that was to, uh, you know, really channeling and getting in touch with the masculine energy that I have, like being in integrity, telling the truth, um, standing in my truth. Uh, mm. and the more and more that I lean into that, like everything just gets better. I get calmer as a result. Uh, I feel like my relationships get deeper. I feel, I feel now like I actually have the opportunity to be in intimate relationship with people in a way that I didn't before. Mm -hmm. Like it, this, this idea of being in a long-term committed romantic relationship was sort of, um, uh, it, I, I, I said that I wanted it and I said that I was ready, but I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't have the capacity. Legit, I didn't have yeah, the capacity. Yeah, the emotional I didn't, I didn't have capacity. The space for it. Exactly. Oh yeah. And so yeah. So now I I feel a lot more in touch with that part of myself, and I understand and see very clearly, like, oh, this is what it makes possible now. Like, okay, cool. Uh, oh, what is a truth um, that you have said recently inside of relationship, like it could be any kind of relationship, but I'm just so curious because it's one thing I think for my listeners to hear a guy like in your voice, I can just hear how free you feel, you know? And I want to give people ex like examples of like, what does it actually mean to really mm -hmm. tell the truth? I think some like some examples more recently have been setting boundaries with people. That's mm -hmm. not something that I historically have done very well or even viewed uh, uh, or even thought I was allowed to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was in, I had a really impactful conversation uh, with my mom last July um, where we were in a conversation and normally, you know, my, my relationship with my mom has, has been one where I have felt like I'm not allowed to say no. That mm -hmm. was the dynamic that I grew up with. Yeah. Um, and so being willing to say no, being, being in a conversation and being like, Hey, I actually don't have space for this right now. <laughs> like it, it's, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a sensitive conversation, but I actually don't have space for this right now. Um, mm. was hard and, uh, a bit, uh, uh, startling, I think, um, but also really important. Um, so setting boundaries, being willing to say like, Hey, I don't have space for this. I, I can't, I can't support you in this, uh, right now. Um, or like I've had a couple conversations with friends recently, um, where they've been telling me about, uh, issues that they've been having with women. And it's like, dude, <laughs> like, look at, look at how you've been being about this. Like you're say, like you're saying that you don't get it, but it's pretty clear based on um, like how you've been showing up and what you've been telling me that like you're not telling the truth, you're not mm -hmm. being honest, and like that's actually not cool. Like it's actually not a cool, you know, it's not a cool uh. thing to do. 
So it's it, it's also being willing to to call people out when they're not being you know authentic or honest. It's being willing to tell people very directly, like, "Hey, you're not actually allowed to talk to me like that." It's being very willing to set boundaries with people, um, mm-hmm. and say no. That's uh, a it's a, a big piece of it. Yeah, it's you know it's really something I found to. Uh, create your relationships inside of the agreement that we are going to tell the truth to each other. (laughs) I like, once I started doing that, I realized I'm like, wow, I really had 10 plus years of adulthood where I was just like, I hate to say it, but I was lying in a way because there were like, at least for me, my, my lying showed up as just not saying everything. It's like, Oh, if I just don't say this, maybe no one will notice, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, I totally, uh, agree. It's, I think it's, it's easier to like, um, excuse it. If that's, if that's been the norm for you, like, (laughs) Oh, Hey, well, I'm, you know, I don't have to say this or like, I'm not necessarily lying, but it's like, you're not being honest. You know, mm-hmm. you're not being direct. And it's like, how, how can you possibly create a, a relationship based in intimacy where you really genuinely feel like you can be your full, complete, authentic self and you're with someone who's willing to be their full, complete, authentic self with you if you're not willing to be honest, if you're not willing to be direct, if you're not willing to be like, hey, you're pissing me off right now or like you need to get the fuck out of here, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a people-pleasing thing. I totally feel you on that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ooh, okay. So it feels like we've sort of covered how you started to open up your desire and just the Mm -hmm. way that the thing I'm really getting from everything you've shared is how just honesty has led you. It's like led you naturally to the path of desire. And, um, so I'd love to just fast forward a little and just have you share like what you're learning about desire right now, like in this Mm -hmm. moment. And, and Mm -hmm. I mean, spoiler alert, I'm just thinking about that text you sent me about the car. (laughs) This was like, do you remember this? No. You were like, I have a, Oh yes. Oh my God. Yes. This is such a good example. So I don't know about it. I think I want you to share. Yeah. I want you to share that. And and, and just anything else that is really like emerging for you right now in desire. Yeah. So, um, a couple of things that I'll share. So I'll start with the car. So (laughs) I texted Kaylin. Well, cause here's the thing, Kaylin, part of what I so appreciate about you is how unapologetically in ownership of desire and Mm. joy and excitement and pleasure you are it's incredibly important and i think Mm. that especially given the very what feels very puritanical way that most of us in the western world are taught to relate to ourselves into our lives um, pleasure feels like something that has to be earned uh, and it feels out of reach for a lot of people which is really unfortunate Uh, And so I just so appreciate and admire your leadership and really unabashedly owning that part of yourself uh, and Mm. inspiring other people to do it because it totally changes how you think about your life. It totally changes, you know, the way that, that I've thought uh, about my life and what I want to create. And so the story (laughs) about the car is I, um, I was watching a uh, a YouTube interview with uh, Elon Musk and another YouTuber, and they were talking about 
the Tesla cars and they were talking about the Tesla Roadster. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I go and I look up the car and I pull up pictures of this car. I'm like, this is the sexiest car I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like watching videos of this car. I'm like, look, I'm like looking at more pictures of this car. And I'm like, I need this car. I yeah. need this car. And it was different than like, a, oh, it'd be nice to have. It was like a visceral, like gut level feeling told mm -hmm. and called to own this car. And it's never, that has never happened for me before. Um, really, uh, you know, with, with material things like that. And so I was like, I have to text Kayla and I have to let her know. <laughs> um, it, honestly, it totally changed the way that I was thinking about myself and I was thinking about my yeah. business and I was thinking about my life because I look at the car, it's, it's 200 to $250,000 to own this car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I look at like, all right, how much would I need to be making in order to afford this car uh, and have this car? And I landed on a number like $80,000 a month, which, yeah. you know, before I'd be like, oh my God. But then I sat and I sat with it and I was like, well, what would that take? Like if I really put myself in that position and asked myself, like, what would it take to make $80,000 a month? How would my life be different if, if I was making $80,000 a month? Like I mm. actually started to connect with that. Like I actually wow. started to, to get in touch with that, um, mm -hmm. which, uh, which is so cool. And so I, I just think it was such a cool uh, and different experience for me of owning like, Hey, I really want this thing feeling really turned on, like legitimately mm -hmm. turned on by this car. Uh, and then looking at like, okay, well now what do I need to, you know, in order to go out and actually create it totally uh. the conversation. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Okay. I love your desire, Hayden. It is so hot. <laughs> I just get tickled as you can see. Right. And you know, this is really the blessing of my profession and the calling be that I have because I get these texts and emails and uh, voice memos all the time from people in my network, mm. right. Who are just like, oh, I have a desire. I want to share it with you, you yeah. know, and it's like, I've sort of become this, um, yeah, just a little desire doula over here. Um, and so I, first of all, love that and that you reach out to me. And then I want to, there's a few really gold nuggets in here that I want people to hear. So the first is, um, the body, like that, this, this was a sensation you felt in your body, right? It was like move. It sounds like it was like an energy that was coursing through you and it had a mind of its own. You were like, I don't even know where this came from. I haven't even ever really like had a thing for cars all of a sudden. Right. So desire, it starts in your body desire also doesn't make sense, right? It's like, oh, the Hayden of five years ago, like he wasn't really like talking about fancy cars, you know? So it's like desire that does not make sense. And that's what's so gorgeous about it. And you actually have to pause and listen to it like Hayden did. Right. So that's the second, the second thing I want to say. Um, and then it's so funny too. Yeah. Go for it real quick. Yeah. Part of the not making sense piece like yeah. that to me was so far outside of who I thought people knew me to be that I was right. afraid to tell people. I was literally, mm. I was like afraid to tell people like, Oh, this is something that I want. Um, mm -hmm. because it, 
just felt, you know, very outside of like who I had been up until that point, um, which was an interesting thing to notice. Uh, and so, you know, <laughs> it's now an opportunity for me to like work through that and not have that be a stop. But yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a funny thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, absolutely. Desire. I mean, <laughs> listen, I have desires of just like, you know, being a, being a slut, you know, sometimes I just like walk down the street, just totally dressed like a slut to get attention on purpose. Right. Mm. And that's not, that doesn't make sense, especially for who I used to know myself to be like what, but there's a deep, deep thing in my body. That's, that's calling me to that. And I trust it and I follow it. And, um, so this is just such a, such a good desire story. And I I can't wait to like follow this one all the way through. (laughs) I love it. Um, I think the other thing that I'll share, uh, like, a, you know, in terms of like learning more about desire yeah. and you and I have talked about, uh, you know, a little bit about this, but a lot of the work that I've been doing, you know, therapeutically over the last six months has been my relationship to intimacy, my relationship to sex specifically. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of what I'm learning there is understanding like how central I had made sex to the idea of a relationship. And how pretty much everything revolved around that versus looking at it as like a holistic connection with somebody or like a holistic relationship um, with someone. And so it's been cool because, you know, it's had my desire, so to speak, shift from like, oh, hey, yes, I would love to be in this relationship with this person um, to like, I I really want to build a life with someone. Like, it's not, you know, it's not just about the physical component. It's not just about the sexual component. It's about like, who do you want to buy a dog with? Like, who do you want to go on a road trip with? Right? Like, what are those other components from like a mental, emotional, spiritual perspective um, that are important to me? And and, and it really, it, it has felt like it's, it's a more full body desire, if that makes sense. Like when yeah. I think about the kind of person and the partner that I want to create, like it feels more body. It feels more holistic. I feel like I have a better sense of, um, mm-hmm. you know, what that looks like. Um, but you know, it's required a level of vulnerability and interpersonal work that I think it also just took time to get there. And it does. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that, yeah, that really resonates. And you know, the, the, the reflection I'll offer you, uh, around that body piece is that, I mean, honestly, since I, how long have I known you? Three years ish, four years. I I forget. But, um, the experience of you now versus when I, um, first met you is just, you are grounded and in your body, like, like times 10 even in this conversation, like I was really nervous. I was like nervous yeah. all day today coming into this conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's cool too, to notice even in this moment, like being able to be present with you in this conversation and not thinking about um, like, Oh, like, how's this going to go? What, yeah. what, you know, what are we going to talk about? What am I going to share? You know, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. It's just like being able to be present and to your point, be grounded, be centered has made an enormous difference in uh like my experience of life on you know on a day-to-day basis i feel so much clearer i feel so much older i feel like a lot of the work that i was doing over the last four years was to get rid of a lot of um or rather own and reintegrate a lot of like little boy energy that i had uh that was running the show in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I really honored that part of you, right? The little boy, like he's, he's cool. Like he can come along for the ride. He just doesn't need to be in the driver's seat, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I love just this journey for you of um, stepping in, stepping more into your masculine. Um, do you want to share a little bit more just about um, what you're learning about your masculinity and, and the divinity of that? in your Um, life right now? Yeah. Um, what's definitely newer, it's a newer conversation, you know, like we talked about earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the, one of the coolest things about the, the work that I've been doing around my masculinity in the last four years is it feels like it's given me a sense of freedom, uh, and a sense of permission to flex muscles that I was afraid to flex being powerful, being direct, being bold, asking for what I want, setting boundaries, um, showing anger, owning anger, uh, owning, you know, owning my emotions. Um, and so that's been really cool. And, you know, it's, it is, it's been an interesting journey in part because I, you know, didn't necessarily feel like I had a ton of role models, um, to learn from. So a lot of this work up until recently, I feel like I've sort of been doing on my own and like trying to, you know, fit all these pieces together. Um, it was also really interesting because when I look back at, you know, how I grew up, a lot of how I learned about myself as a man and a lot of how I learned about my relationship to my masculinity was actually through my sister and my mom. So I had this very interesting skewed kind of perspective about what it meant to be a man and what was healthy and and what was unhealthy. And mm. I, I even remember really specifically, like I remember thinking that my not disinterest, but I just wasn't as interested in talking about relationships. I wasn't as interested in talking about emotions. I wasn't as interested in talking about love as my mom and my sister were. And I made that really wrong. I made myself really wrong for that. It was mm. like, well, what's wrong with me that, that I don't care as much about these relationships as you know, my mom and my sister do. And so part of what it's been really cool in the last couple of years is understanding that starting to take a step back from it and looking at these natural innate gifts that I have and more wholly owning them and honing them. So stuff like being able to hold space. I'm clear that I'm I'm excellent at holding space for other people, creating space for other people. Um, I'm clear that I am very grounded. I'm a very present person, uh, and and I'm now understanding the gift that mm. that is. You know, in in this mm. interplay between masculine and feminine energies, looking at like what is the gift of the masculine, what's the gift of the feminine. Um, looking at presence and grounding and centering and being able to create a container and hold space uh, is a gift. And now that I think about it from that perspective, like I'm actually able to like take ownership of it and um, hone it and bring Mm -hmm. it intentionally as a form of leadership, as a form of, uh, as as a form of love. Um, And it's just been incredibly empowering. I feel a lot more uh, confident and comfortable showing up that way and being like, Hey, you know, if I don't want to say anything, I'm just not going to say anything. It's not this, like I need to fill the space, Yeah, you know, because I, because, uh, people pleasing stuff where I gotta be nice or, you know, whatever it is like, Hey, if I don't have something to say, you know, I'm not going to say it. And if I do have something to say, if something does feel like, Hey, this is an integrity for me, this feels, um, real for me. 
being willing to share it and, and Mm -hmm. being willing to bring it. Um, Mm. and so, yeah, it's, it's just been really cool. Like rediscovering what it feels like, you know, that, that part of myself, um, it's been super empowering. It's helped me put down the people pleasing. It's helped me put down a lot of the little boy, uh, energy and it just feels, um, I feel more at home, uh, Mm. in my body. I feel more at home in my life. I feel more at home you know, in, in each moment, it's not this sense of like, there's something wrong or I need to be doing something else. Oh, wow. Everybody take a deep breath on that one. Ah, that was beautiful. Um, the, well, and the thing I want to present is that, um, the divine masculine holds space. Like the masculine is a container, right? For the feminine to come out and be fully experienced. And so I just love what you said about really like owning um, that holding space is one of your greatest gifts. It is, it is one of the most gorgeous thing you can give people. It is not, it's not, it's not really what's happening in the world at large. And, um, so I'm just, I'm so glad that, that you're seeing that for yourself and, and for my listeners, um, I really think from what Hayden just said, there's so much gold in that, that like your value does not come from a bunch of shit that you do. (laughs) it's from your being and from your presence and, 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 you know, from the way you can be in a space or the way you can hold space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I'm like excited to get the opportunity to be able to talk about it. I want to talk about it more, um, you know, especially for other men who feel caught in the people pleasing piece of it, like the nice guy piece of it. Yeah. Um, it can be really scary to start to own that. Uh, mm-hmm. It can be really scary to step into that, to put down, you know, the ways that you've been surviving uh, and what you, where you think your value lies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a scary conversation, but it's so incredibly important because yes, we absolutely, uh, yeah. you know, everyone needs to be fully expressed. Um, yeah. men and women both. Uh, and I think that there is a, there's a, a, a real need for more divine masculine. Um, and, uh, I'm excited to be in the conversation around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, for, for men who are listening, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like, just what, uh, what practices a man could take on, um, in, in really owning or, or honestly really anyone, right. Because we all have masculine and feminine energy inside of us. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on, um, how to even start that journey, you know, cause I can imagine listening to this and being like, well, that's good for our friend Hayden, but where does that leave me? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think the thing that I'll preface with is like, you know, going back, or like I said earlier, um, I think that I, for better or for worse, didn't have uh, the masculine role models that I was looking for when I was yeah. growing up. And so a lot of the work that I've done recently, you know, really only started in like early to my, my early to mid twenties. 
Um, mm-hmm. So regardless of where you're at, like if you're older than that, younger than that, whatever it is, like all of this is available to you. It doesn't matter what's happened or hasn't happened. Um, mm-hmm. All of the things that Kayla and I are talking about are absolutely possible and available. Um, I think one of the best places to start, honestly, is just like educating yourself. Uh, you know, it can, it can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming to think about, well, if I was going to own more of my masculine energy, if I was going to be more of a man, or if I was just going to, as a woman, own more of my masculine energy, like where would I even start with that? Or how does that even work? Um, so stuff like a couple books that are really impactful for me, um, way of the Mm. superior man, um, by David data, incredibly powerful book. Uh First time I read it, it was like, what is this? I do not understand this. <laughs> you uh, went straight in for David Data. Okay. You just went for it, Hayden. You really went like, for it. I was like, let's go. Yeah. So, so funny, right? Because he speaks a lot. He, I mean, he speaks a lot from, you know, an energetic perspective mm-hmm. and his verbiage, um, uh, his verbiage can sometimes be off-putting or inaccessible. Uh, mm-hmm. And but the couple of times that I've returned to it, the more and more that I'm like, okay, I actually see, I see the truth in this, I see the wisdom in this, I see the power in this. So that was incredibly helpful. Um, another one that was uh, really powerful was No More Mister Nice Guy. I don't remember the the exact author. Oh, on I haven't heard of that um, one. Yeah, so he basically breaks down uh, nice guy syndrome and talks about all the different reasons and components of it, um, Mm -hmm. which is important because, you know, for me up to that point, like I knew it was an issue, but I didn't understand how far it went. And so the book really helps to like dismantle and um, debunk a lot of these things that I was like, well, it has to be this way. Like, no, Mm -hmm. no, it doesn't. Um, and you know, there's a couple, uh, there's a couple others like wild at heart, um, which has a more, um, Christian slant to it. Um, and then there's, uh, warrior magician, lover King. I think I don't remember the exact. Oh yeah. I have not read that one, but it's totally on my list because it it really Mm -hmm. breaks down like all the archetypes so beautifully is what I've heard. Yes. Yes, exactly. So yeah, exactly. So it breaks down, you know, the, the, um, or quote unquote divine masculine archetypes, um, which is cool. And so I think, you know, the educational piece is really important because it just helps illuminate some potential blind spots or like illuminate places where you hadn't, I hadn't thought before, like, Oh, I didn't realize that that was like a component of, you know, this this conversation around, uh, you know, masculine and, and feminine energy. Um, I, I think part of it too, is just like being in the conversation. Um, there's, uh, you know, a lot of groups that you can join. Um, there's programs that you can join. Um, there's a woman uh, on Instagram. Her name's Madeline Moon. Um, I'll send you the link. She's amazing. Oh yeah, you know, right. So oh, amazing, yeah. amazing. Like <laughs> her ability to talk about the interplay between masculine and feminine and do it in a in a really lighthearted, accessible way, I think is um, just very yeah. funny uh, and she, and really. She's educational. killing the real game right now. <laughs> Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, So, lots of places to get involved in conversations. And then, you know, I think, especially when it comes to masculine energy, I think it's doing a real honest inventory. Like, Mm. a big piece of it is how are you being real with other people? How are you owning your truth? And that starts with you. Mm -hmm. Like, that really starts with where am I not being authentic with myself? Where am I, where am I being dishonest with myself? Uh, about, you know, where I'm saying that I'm doing something, but I'm not really doing it. Where am I saying that I'm being honest with people, but really I'm just lying to them. 
I'm just, yeah. uh, you know, being inauthentic and just not, you know, not telling the truth and, and counting that as telling the truth. Um, right. So really doing like an honest inventory, you know, and then I think a part of it too, and this is not a piece that I'm as well versed in, but there's also like that, this physical somatic piece, um, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's been, how do I uh, spend more time alone, like getting in touch with myself? Um, yeah. How do I uh, take on, you know, more masculine activities um, with stuff like uh, doing jujitsu, uh, like martial arts, um, you know, being around other men, uh, mm-hmm. like what are those, you know, more somatic physical pieces that you can do um, in like drawing, drawing that energy out and, and honing that energy. Um, mm-hmm. so I'd say those things. Yeah. Just, you know, just a few things. Just, just a few, just a just few. A few. Start, <laughs> just literally start, just start. Yeah. Just start. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, it's, it's so great, um, to just hear just all the ways that you've really, um, started to step into this. And, um, I just, I just really want to acknowledge your bravery and authenticity to have a conversation like this inside of an area of your life where you're like, Oh yeah, I'm still in process. You know, we're, 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 we're all a work in process in every area of our Mm -hmm. lives, you know, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to talk about something like this that I think is um, it's just a really tender, vulnerable topic, you know, masculinity Mm -hmm. and sexuality and desire. And, um, so, you know, like a lot of my audience is, uh, is women and, um, I'm, I am also interested in this, in this conversation, you know, with men. So thanks Mm -hmm. for, Mm -hmm. uh, helping me lead the charge on that. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for creating the space. I think, like, again, the work that you're doing is incredibly uh, important. I think both all, all different aspects of the narrative, all sides of the narrative um, are, uh, are important and yeah, just happy to be able to contribute. Mm, amazing. Well, um, as we start to wrap up, um, would love to hear what you have coming up in your business, um, how you would like to connect with people who might be interested. Tell us all the goods. Yes, yes, yes. So a couple of places you can find me. Um, website is the easiest. It's just HaydenHumphrey.com. Uh, I also create a lot of content for LinkedIn and YouTube, just YouTube.com slash HaydenHumphrey. And then if you look up my name on LinkedIn, you'll find me. Um, as far as upcoming work, um, I have a one-to-one practice. So I work with people on an individual basis. That's I always have spots open there. Uh, and then I have a group program, which I'm running quarterly. I'm really excited about it. Um, it's called Unscript Your Life. It's an eight-week transformational program. It's really designed for folks who are in corporate currently, uh, who feel really stuck. They've been doing all the right things, quote unquote, going to the good college, <laughs> getting the uh, good job at the good company. And um, they feel stuck and they're looking for something else. So that's the intention of the program. Um, the next one starts in June, but like I mentioned, it's quarterly. So um, always, always have uh, spots opening up for that. Amazing. Oh, Hayden, thank you so much for your generosity. I, I so appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. 
If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.